Today's almost the David Foley show, uh, so we'll explain why in a minute. Uh, yesterday, I did a uh, commercial uh, from Aldi that showed a father and daughter looking like they might have stolen the uh, merchandise. And so the father runs out of the store and the daughter says, Aldi's prices are this low every day. Okay. And David Foley rightly pointed out that this was like word for word the same idea as IKEA had done about five years ago. And uh, so here's a woman getting her tape ticket. Now, Aldi, one of the things they got a lot of credit for was was their branding throughout the commercial. Just about pick any frame and you'll find Aldi visible. There it is in the background. There it is up there. Um, it starts really, really well <laughs> off there. On this one, on the other hand, I didn't see a Kia mentioned up to this point. Uh, but she's looking at a receipt and she's looking worried. So let's get into this a little bit. There she goes, running out. I see the bags. The, the yellow and blue is visible, but not prominent. The IKEA winter sale. Get up to 50% off select items now through January 10th. Okay, so I'm not sure if this was the first iteration. There's a 15-second version. Usually those run after the longer version. But um, this one that I have mentioned here is the summer sale uh, from iSpot TV. And IKEA summer sale TV spot. Start the car. Okay. And I think it was actually called Winter Heist or something like that on the uh, on the YouTube video. Let's see if I can find that. Nope, I think I minimized it. Yeah, Winter Sale, no mistake. That was the title of the of that version of it. But they're basically identical, except one's 15 seconds and one's uh, 30 seconds. Right, so I showed you the 30-second one just so it would be a little easier. So the IKEA Summer Sale TV spot. Let's get that. Um, a woman leaving IKEA looks at her receipt and is surprised by the price. One of the things I wanted to mention was that this was from McCann Worldwide, and uh, the other one, the uh, Aldi one, was from. Uh, Leo Burnett, to get it right. I got it wrong yesterday. I said BBDO. I knew it was one of the old, I mean, you know, McCann and BBDO and Leo Burnett. Man, oh, man. These are like the the stalwarts of advertising. A lot of names have changed. I can't keep them straight. Um, but anyway, we're going to now. So do, did IKEA come up with this idea and, and Aldi steal it? I think maybe... We should have Orlando Wood or Andrew from System One or John Evans. I'll mention all three that I'm connected with. Should look into this and find out if there was plagiarism afoot. And is there a penalty? Would Aldi have to go to the penalty box for stealing the summer steal idea from IKEA? Okay. Eh, you be the judge. Right. But that was thanks to David Foley. Uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and 
get this is that even possible now it's so mixed up here that I can't I literally can't see what's going on that I normally have every day and I'm not quite sure why let's try making it smaller that oh now it wants me to know where the traffic lights are And it doesn't show me the whole screen, which is really a pain in the neck. And I'll verify myself. And there we go. Okay. And uh, I don't see David commenting yet, So, but I'll keep an eye out for him. Okay. Sorry to take so long. Uh, this is what I do every day is wander around in this thing. Okay. So this is from five top ad agency people in Canada. Okay. Four are CEOs and one is uh, something else. You know, they make up titles a lot. I had three or four titles when I was the one guy who did direct mail at the ad agency. This is my postal cup today. I got the USPS. It says Tactical Marketing United States Postal Service. That was, that was what they called it in those days. Our customers see more ads today than they've ever seen before, and they probably notice fewer ads than they've noticed before. How can we be a little smarter about delivering impressions, not just delivering impressions, but del but delivering impressions that lead to having an impact to actually drive towards some kind of action, okay? And uh, Carol Wagert. CEO of Media Experts. Okay. The next one says 100 or 10,000 advertisements a day, up from 5,000 in 2007. And so, how do brands break through all that? From Stephen Kiley, CEO, Dentsu Canada. And uh, Brock Learson, partner, product and digital jungle media. Uh, we're in a phase of proving new channels all on the digital side they're just myopic that means nearsighted it means they're only focused around their own little world increased focus around performance or results-based tactics um, they said that they just don't they're not it's not working advertising is not working we talk about media meaningful media which gets down to the idea that of media people trust and driving relevancy over such metrics as reach and frequency and that's where they all live it's about thinking of the of the full journey of the customer and trying to connect all these dots ah, okay how about retargeting <laughs> how about retargeting with mail right um so so the author summarizes this and says, um, one, can Canadian consumers are exposed to more advertising messages than ever, and they respond less. Performance metrics are more important than ever because there aren't any. There isn't any performance, so we have to focus on performance. And three, all the focus of these leaders is on digital channels. You know, and I, I have an article out, maybe I'll put a link in the, in the show notes, uh, called Why I Won't Subscribe to Ad Age. And I actually, I, I, they, did an, they did an article on direct mail. I have yet to read it. No one at Ad Age has ever reached out to me. Um, that 
one article that I posted on LinkedIn has gotten over 42,000 views or whatever impressions, whatever that is, that's by far, by far in a way, the best I've ever had. Um, for some reason, LinkedIn wants to push it out. Um, and yet no one at AdAge has ever, ever connected with me at all. Um, Deborah Korn explained why AdAge has no vision for direct mail, although they did an article, you know, late last year, I think it was, um, that I couldn't get to. And she said that, that agencies don't get a commission on direct mail. And so it's never listed in the metrics about ad spend. Now, in this article, the author does explain, first of all, the words direct mail cannot be found in the article. So we don't know if they even know anything about it. Probably not. When I was at the ad agency, they didn't know anything about it and they admitted it. And they said it was too complicated. We're going to get into that in a second. So direct mail had a 12% share of national spending in the USA in 2022 for advertising and sales promotion. And uh, for local advertisers, direct mail share rose to 20%. Okay, And that, by the way, is like number two out of all the ad vehicles. When you, when you, you know, you say, well, that doesn't sound like much. It's only 20%. Yeah. Well, how much do you think TV's getting these days, right? TV's down. <laughs> how much do you think, you know, you, and you think that, that pay-per-click is going to get a lot of it. And it does, but it's just still not, it's not a huge percentage. So direct mail is the number two advertising channel in America. And yet not even on the radar. Okay. And so. Billions and billions of dollars, billions of pieces of mail. Um, Japs Olson alone, I think, was pushing about 2 billion pieces through their system, printing and mailing. So the author is sending a copy of this report to each of the five interviewees and inviting their comments. And if they write back, then we will hear about it. So I hope that that's the case. I hope that's written by David Foley. I'm giving him credit for it. Excellent article. But the one I really wanted to talk about was if you need to rent mailing lists, you must know how to read and understand data cards. Now, that is not true these days. And the reason it's not true is because if you go to everyone I'm talking to now, if you go to any printer and say, I want to do some mail, they will say, oh, yeah, we can get you that list. We can get you any list. And it's a little bit du duplicitous. It's true. I can get you any list also. I call a list broker. Say, hey, can I get this list? I mean, can't get any list. Like I tried to get layman's for a, uh, for a, for a, uh, a WDMA member and we just could not. They, they want to exchange names. They don't want to rent their list, um, which is not uncommon these days. People with real lists where they really sell merchandise are reluctant to just throw their list out into the fray. And so most people are are only aware of what's called a compiled list. And a compiled list is a euphemism for anything we can find thrown into a big bucket and then somewhat sorted, overlaid, enhanced by address. Just yesterday, uh, we were talking to a uh, 
we were talking to a prospective, well, they're doing mail, and they're using a modeling company, and I won't mention the company or the, or the modeler, but they, they just got a complaint that one of the people on their ad team got a mailing, which you should always decoy yourself into these lists, of course. But they got a mailing, and the person addressed it was addressed to was two owners ago, like from 2014, when someone else owned the house. They thought they were getting an up-to-date list, but because they were doing modeling with, with a printer, no offense to printers, the, the, the best way to do modeling is with lots of data points, lots of variables. And the variables tend to be aggregated on these on these uh, compiled lists. Okay, so again, I think this one's done by David Foley. I would really appreciate if they did specify the author. Um, but here's how you, you read a data card. And this is a data card for first things, which is a publication that's um, sort of about religious and political intersection. Okay, we'll say that's what they say about themselves. I actually went to their website. I read an interesting article about J.R.R. Tolkien, most of which I had already known, but it, was, it wasn't awful. Um, and th these are some of the little pieces of information. The quantity available is 17,500 of active subscribers and expires, which is within the last two years since they haven't renewed their subscription, is 11,000. Minimum order is 5,000, very standard. This isn't a very big list, and I wonder if this is their U.S. or just their Canadian subscribers, as it's not very big. Um, a lot of mailers won't even dabble in lists that are, that are not, you know, 30, 40, 50,000. A lot of times that's the case. It's so much easier buying compiled lists. The problem is they're out of date. <clears throat> Gender, 86% male. I'm not sure you can select that. Selections available are only zip code, state, SCF. You cannot select clergy. Okay, we don't know. I don't know. Does it say what percent? I don't think it says what percent. Okay, there's a run charge of $6 a thousand. That means just for getting it out of the computer and pulling it and putting it in, onto a file for you. Um, the active subscribers are much more expensive than the expires. Depending on your offer, it might not do that much different. Although the one thing about active subscribers is they're more likely to be accurate. Because if you're mailing them something, if you're mailing them a, a magazine, they want it to go to their house. They don't, and if they move away, they want to tell you, well, now send it to the other place, which makes sense. Now, um, so here's... The spend is $60. You get 10 issues. It says it's updated daily in real time. We know there's no such thing as real-time data. Uh, I don't know what Keeving is. Keeving Records? No idea what that is. $5 a thousand. Oh, keying. Oh, so they can put a key code on it for you. But most of the time, uh, and you might want to have a different key code on this one, on the active versus the expires. Uh, if you tested it like David suggests. But most of the time, your printer will key this list and key other lists differently. So they won't actually, the underline there got in the way. Okay, so data cards are like 
are the used car salespeople of the list rental industry. In other words, none of this stuff is really for sure. You, you don't really know, but when I looked at their website, I'm guessing that a lot of it's probably, probably the case. <laughs> okay, here's their continuation. Uh, lots of Catholic, and it seemed like the authors, of uh, several of them at least, were Catholic um, or go to Catholic universities or teach. Uh, the reader profile, this is the reader profile, not the writer, but they're usually connected. 98% of attended college. Um, they say well off. The article questions that, but uh, almost 70% have an average income of 50000 or more. 48% have an average income of 75000 or more. A lot of times these are kind of made up. They, they, what they do is they'll take their subscriber list and usually the um, list manager, which is the database where that subscriber list goes, probably not daily, probably every couple weeks, <laughs> gets updated on that database. Yes, their internal database is, is updated daily, but they probably don't send it daily to their list manager, okay? And so the list manager will then compare their subscribers to a compiled file by address or by neighborhood, usually. It's not really accurate. And say, oh yeah, half of them live in neighborhoods where the Census Bureau tells us they make 75000 or more, self-reported. So it's kind of baloney, but, you know, you take it, it, it you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, Targeting hunters, it might be lower, right? Or fishermen even lower yet. So, you know, this gives you some relative perspective on it. Uh, and 56 have leadership roles, 56% have leadership roles in their church. Okay, so uh, you might you might split your your order between the, the current subscribers and the expires, which will be older and maybe out of date. That's one of the reasons not to do it, not to do, or to test the, most people would probably mail the subscribers first. And if they do really well, you say, well, we can get more names by mailing the expires. Everybody would do that. Okay. The expires are less expensive, meaning they probably don't do as well because <clears throat> they're older, right? Uh, 5,000 minimum run charges direct to the publisher. And um, so they would recommend asking the list broker for, for, for more information. It's funny because the first time I rented any any lists, the broker just handed me six and I started asking him questions. And he said, just mail them and let me know how they go and I'll get you more like them. I thought that was funny. Um, I ended up asking a lot of questions through my career of buying lists. 